This is The VO Life, positive conversations about living the voiceover life. Inside into the business and day-to-day grind of being a regular Joe VO. From the humble beginnings to the finally hitting a new level to getting that first big client. It's all about that VO life. Here's your host, Troy Holden. Hey, 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 welcome back to the VO Life. Troy Holden, your blue-collar voice of choice, coming to you from beautiful Westmoreland, Tennessee, on this uh, lovely, lovely late spring day with allergies and all that stuff going on. And then my neighbor across the way has decided to to do logging on their property. And those of you that know what that is, you know the noise, the dozers, the big trucks coming in, getting the logs, the chainsaws. I don't know what happened over there. It was always farmland and it was had some trees and stuff on it. And I don't know if they're just trying to clear stuff or somebody's doing this for money. But oh my gosh, why, 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 why when I'm trying to sit in my booth and do voiceover? So I wanted to take a break from some auditioning today and uh, and some jobs I'm working on because I need to wait till they stop and um, talk a little bit about some recent events that have been going on. And I want to point it towards something. And, and this is an editorial and a commentary. And I want everybody to understand that this is not based on fact. This is based on, you know, putting uh, your, your uh, what are those things they used to do on Romper Room? They put on those glasses, you know, and look at stuff. That's kind of what I'm doing here because I'm making some assumptions that maybe I shouldn't make. Um, but I want to put it out there because I want us all to understand every side of what's kind of going on and what we may have seen over the last week or so. There was a um, a post against one of the um, voiceover folks and it was pretty pointed and I don't know. I, I don't really know how to describe all that. And, and I know both people. So I, I'm kind of sitting there going, well, why, why would he say that? And why, you know, why this and that, and, and this is not wrong and this is not right. And so what is the answer? What I came back with is this, and this again, you got to understand this is just me thinking this because being in business for many years and let me roll back and kind of tell you when I came out of school, my family had a garment supply business. Do y'all, you guys know what garment supply was back then? We didn't supply fabrics or threads to sewing factories. We supplied the machines that were used to put clothes together. So we would deliver those machines to someone like Oshkosh Bagosh that made kids clothes back then, you know, those cute little overalls. Uh, there were companies all up in Kentucky that were making all the Ralph Lauren clothes. There were a lot of blue jean manufacturers, Lee, Levi, uh, you know, lots of them. There was London Fog. They were huge. Bike Athletic was a huge customer. And that was a big business for a long time, right? Huge. I mean, every small town had factories, shirt factories, uh, you know, places making athletic shorts or making, you know, football uniforms, whatever. There were plants everywhere. Well, then all of a sudden they were gone. I mean, almost like you flipped a switch over a period of just a few years, they all left this country. Now the shoe industry was gone long before it, you know, it left and went all overseas. Well, then the clothing went. And when it went, I had to go do something else. So I went into the automotive industry 
Uh, I worked for Nissan in Smyrna, Tennessee. I was an online technician. I built vehicles. I moved up into management. I left there and went somewhere into management and project management and learning more and ended up being a plant manager. Um, so business stuff I get and thinking I get. What does all that have to do with voiceover? Well, you know what? I was mad when the garment industry left because that was my family business and it was taken away. But here's the difference in what I'm talking about related to voiceover. There was nowhere else for me to go get clothes. Oh, yes, there are. You can go to the foreign country and pay you know, way less labor and da 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 da. So I kind of get what's being said when people say you shouldn't be on Fiverr, you shouldn't be on these platforms, there should not be $5 voiceover. I get that because that's not the business model that they all came up in, and I get that. I, unfortunately, I didn't come up in the other business model. I didn't have that opportunity. So I think what we have is a, a, a split. We've got two different ideals of how, how the voiceover thing should go, and it's trying, I think, somewhat to come to some kind of agreement in the middle because it gets talked about a little more here and there by people that maybe wouldn't have talked about it before. And I think the best statement I heard made recently was, it's there, it's always going to be there, but don't cheapen yourself out for very long. Do you hear what, do you get that part? Don't cheapen yourself out for very long. You have to go somewhere and learn, and it's really nice to get paid to learn, but just make sure that you're not doing a job that should be a $250 or a $500 or a $3,000 job for way under rate. I get it, and I'm in agreement. But dogging people for teaching and trying to help people learn the craft and saying they don't know what they're doing and you don't really know that person, I don't know. I don't know that that's right. Um, you know, I get some things now and then, you know, uh, and actually dealt with one last night and we, we very cordially discussed it as it should be. And he questioned, you know, uh, well, why are you, you've only been in this not quite two years, your expertise, does that really lend you to be able to do a demo? It lends me to be able to do one at the level I advertise. I, I don't tell anybody it's a pro demo and I'm coaching you and, and it's going to be fantastic. What I tell you is it's, it's probably better than what you have. I can help you at least get something out there where you can get work because maybe you don't want to learn to do all that mixing and stuff. Oh, you have to do that if you're in voiceover. No, you don't. If you can get really good raw audio, you may occasionally get asked to do that kind of stuff, but gosh, I hardly ever do that. I mean, sometimes, but not that much. Um, so if you're recording really good raw audio and you don't want to make a demo, well, you need a demo. Well, I can't spend 2500 or 2000 or whatever. Okay, but I, I can give you something, but it's not as good. And we, we came to that agreement. He understood. And also, he didn't realize I had been in music for many years prior to voiceover. You know, been around studios, been in, uh, involved in, um, you know, cutting uh, records and, and things a long time ago. And I've got an ear for some of that. I feel like I do, but I'm not an expert at it. I'm the first to admit it, you know, and, and uh, I, I'm not trying to be something I'm not. 
I'm just trying to help some people that maybe can't afford the other or they don't want to do it. And they can go wherever they want to go. They can go learn to do it somewhere else or whatever they want to do. I'm just offering an option. I'm not trying to build a business of doing this. I'm not. It's just a side thing. And if I can help somebody, great. Uh, But if I never do another one, it's okay too. It doesn't matter. So, you know, every time you do something, you can open yourself up for attack because you're in a public forum. Anything you say or do on every forum, when you put it out there, you got to be prepared for what could come back. And you don't know what that's going to be. I get feedback, you know, sometimes off of a TikTok video or whatever. And I'm like, well, that wasn't very nice. But you know what? I just hit the like button and keep going. doesn't matter. It's just a lot of that's for fun anyway. But the serious nature of all this is people, uh, you know, it's detrimental to your well-being sometimes when somebody comes at you hard. And, and, uh, and, and it, is it justified in their eyes? Yeah, it absolutely was in their eyes. But is it really justified? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a believer in live and let live. And I'm also a believer in the market and the industry will take care of those things. So if it's not to be and they shouldn't be doing that, it'll eventually burn out and they won't keep doing it, you know, for whatever it is. Um, any business, you know, if I, if I advertise I'm this, this, and this, and I don't deliver this, this, and this, I'll be out of business. Um, and if, you know, in, in VO, if I say, I'll, I'll get you a better demo than what you got. And if I'm not delivering one better, I won't get any work. Right? Period. I don't need a bunch of people to bash and tell me that. People aren't going to buy from me. They'll hear the samples and go, that's not really worth a crap. You know, and they'll move on and get something else. That's okay. You know, I'm not going to misrepresent myself either. So, I think all of this is to say is this is a big old playground, folks. It's a big playground out there. And there is this belief and there's that belief. And they are trying to meet somewhat, but some are not going to leave this belief and come over to that belief at all. And that's okay. If they can do that, that's okay. I have friends in this industry that are 100% agent large money stuff. and love them to death, but they kind of cringe when, because they'll, they'll always ask, well, hey, what have you been doing lately? Because they're very encouraging. They want to see me do well. And when I'll tell them what I did, and they say, where'd you book that? And when I say that word, they go, oh, really? Huh. I get it. I get it. And, and I, I don't try to justify it, but I'll tell them, I don't do the $5 stuff. I don't do that cheap stuff. I won't. When I first started the first year, I had to to build cred. And I, I get it. None, none of those people, as established and successful as they are, I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to go back and restart my career. You've got a great career. But don't knock these other people trying. Let them try. And, and remember this, too. Let's go back in history. I don't know how many years, but let's, let's take some five-year blocks. Five years ago, Things had really started to change in home studios and blah, 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 and there's more work. Go back 10 years ago, how much uh, things weren't probably done, you know, for lower level stuff. Go back 15 or 20, it probably didn't hardly exist, if at all. What are you saying? I'm talking about lots of companies and lots of places need voiceover, phone systems, e-learning, corporate training, benefits, updates. 
but they can't all afford $3,000. They're not that big a company. So even, even here in my town, there's large companies here that can afford a decent budget for some stuff. There's also companies here that have 50, 60 employees that would love to have something more formal, love to have something better. And, but they, they can only pay $200. You see what I'm saying? There's more work because there's more need for it. Audio visual has become the thing, right? You know, it's all video and audio and da, 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 and automation and whatever. They don't do a lot of live classes and things anymore. They don't do employee onboarding where HR brings the people in, they sit with them, they fill out all the forms. They throw a video up and let the video do the work and the voiceover. So that's on such a huge scale. If it's a big company and you're doing that for, you know, a, a big dog, yeah, big money, industry rates, et cetera, et cetera. But these small mom and pops in these smaller towns, they're going to look for something they can afford. And that work is out there. When you do that work and you build your credibility and you build up, you're going to get to the other work, I think. I think it's, to me, it's just like baseball. You're going to start out in single A and you move up to double A and triple A and you get to the major leagues or you don't. You might never leave single A, right? But there's never been this platform before for voiceover people. And now there's this minor league platform. And the major leaguers ain't happy. And I get it. Some of the major leaguers are starting to say, eh, you know, not much you can do about it. It's always going to be there. And, and they're kind of tolerant of it. And I appreciate those people that are encouraging, saying, I hope, you know, I'll be glad when you can cross over and get into this other. So will I, you know, but who knows if that will happen for a lot of people. I think there's always going to be the other. And I don't mean that in a bad way. If, if you're always in the other, there are a lot of people making a lot of money down there. And when I say down there, I mean on there. And these certain platforms. We're not talking about Voices123 or Voices.com. We're talking about the two. <laughs> and unfortunately, their initials are F and U. But we're talking about the two uh, that are considered the basement dwellers. And that's the two worst, I think, that get the hardest rap. Although, as we said, there are people that I am friends with that are making five figures a month easily on those platforms. And they are combining that. Some are, some are not. Some are combining that with other things. Maybe they're making mid four figures a month. They're making, you know, four or five grand a month there. They're also picking up another five grand uh, with direct business and agency work. So they got both. And if one drops, they've got the other. Just saying, it's major league, minor league. And there's a lot of farm clubs and a lot of people trying to work their way through the ranks. Encouraging and embracing each other and supporting each other is way better than dogging each other. It just is. It's the right thing to do. I don't, it doesn't matter what your beliefs are. I think almost every belief is to treat people right, to treat them fair, to treat them with kindness, you know, and to, and with encouragement. So instead of saying you're an idiot, what do you think you're doing? It would make a lot more sense to say, maybe I just won't say anything because you're teaching on a different level than what I'm working at. And I don't know a lot about your level. Why not? and just everybody be happy and move on.
I know everybody's going to have opinions on this and comments, and I'm not trying to say I'm right. I'm just trying to say what I said in the beginning. It's just my opinion and what I see and what I think based on all the things I've been through in business. Let's tie that all back together. The garment industry was taken away because cheaper labor in other countries, and then they could import it back here cheaper. The voiceover business, some of it was quote unquote taken away, but really not really. You weren't going to do that cheap work anyway, but you don't like it. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's, a, there's a mesh right there. It, it, there's a similarity in a way, you know, and I just think it goes on and on. Um, the, the, the feeling I get on both sides, I truly get it. But you know what the bottom line is? I respect and like everybody on both sides. I really do. And I wish we would all just do that and let this thing work itself out, you know, because believe it or not, those that aren't on that F platform, Fiverr, if you're not on it, you don't really know what these people are trying to do to not do the cheap jobs, to try to make it more relevant and more towards scale. You wouldn't believe the, the messages and arguments we get in with people who don't want to pay for commercial and broadcast rights because, oh, I'm just using this for myself. Well, it's a business. There's no way you're using that for yourself. We fight for that. We fight hard on there because you have to. You have to stand your ground. And, and all that's a given when you're going through agents and getting work that way because they take care of all of that. You don't have to fight those fights. So we're getting an education that we don't really want to have to get, but we're getting it, dealing with some of these buyers that you deal with, especially early on. Thank goodness I'm out of that gutter for the most part. But every now and then, you know, you'll run across it. So I'm going to stop it right there because this could go on for hours, I guess. But what I want to say is, folks, let's all be kind to each other. Let's all embrace each other's beliefs uh, and, and just, you know, if you don't believe in this and, and this is not the right way, you shouldn't be doing voiceover that way, that's fine. You can have that belief. But don't begrudge or step on or squash people that have the other belief. They're trying to do something that you did. They just have to do it a different way because you can't just jump in the other way. Somebody said, well, why can't they just get coaching and get on the, the regular pay-to-plays and go from there? You've got to make money to get coaching. And, and, you know, my journey is that way because I kept working my full-time job as long as I could, and I could reinvest all my voiceover earnings into voiceover. So I was able to get a lot of coaching and go to a lot of workshops and do a lot of things that I couldn't have done if I would have been trying to make a living at voiceover right out of the shoot. There's no way. There's no way. I'd have never got any credibility or learned a thing. But by doing it the way I did it, it made me a better voice actor. It taught me better script interpretation. It taught me better ways to audition and all those things that I did not know on the front end. And I learned them because of the money I earned from the cheap seats. It is what it is, right? And that was how I learned. And that was how many of you are probably learning. So it doesn't mean we're right or we're wrong. It just means we're doing what we got to do to try to learn a craft that we know pays way better than what it does in the gutter. We just want to get out of the gutter, right? A lot of us do. A lot of us have. So I'm going to leave it right there. 
I don't know what else to say. I, I hope I haven't stepped on too many toes or made anybody mad, but what I'm trying to say, folks, is let's try to stick together. Let's keep this a happy voiceover community and move forward. See you next time on The VO Life. You've been listening to The VO Life with Troy Holden. Check back for more episodes each week and catch up on what you've missed also. This is for you, those just living that VO life. Thanks for listening and join us again. The VO Life intro is by Louise Porter. The outro by Liz Moya. You can pick us up on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, and many other podcast carriers. Need to send me an email? Do it today. Troy at TroyHoldenVoices.com. Thanks for listening.